Over the past couple of weeks, protests have broken out across Spain in opposition to a controversial political deal between Spain's socialist Prime Minister Pedro Sánchez and a Catalan separatist party. Although the Conservative Popular Party received the most votes in July's elections, it failed to secure a majority. And on the 16th of November, Sánchez managed to gain enough support to win another term as Prime Minister. So what will that mean for the country and will it bring an end to the protests? Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles and joining me for this podcast is Ricardo Lenoir Grand Pons, our security manager who's based in Madrid in Spain. And Ricardo, can you tell us more about what's been happening since the elections took place back in July? Yeah, hello, Chris. Um, what we see is that the Spanish general elections were held in July, but no single party managed to attain a majority. What we've seen since then is that the two parties with the most votes, PSOE and PP from left and right, have been negotiating with all political parties to obtain the 176 needed votes to form a government. Feijó, conservative leader, went to a vote at the end of September, but didn't receive the required support. This week, it was Sánchez who went to the parliament and finally got 179 votes, thus enabling him to form a government and be re-elected as prime minister for the next four years. So tell me, how exactly did Sánchez manage to do that? The key and most controversial element was to gain the support of Catalonian parties, in particular Junts. What's controversial here is that these parties were involved in, and later prosecuted for, holding the 2017 illegal referendum on independence, and they have requested an amnesty as the main condition for granting the PSOE and Sánchez with their support. The amnesty essentially allows the leader of Junts, Carles Puigdemont, to return from exile in Belgium. Other topics included in the negotiation that have also frustrated a large amount of people is the cancellation of the debt of Catalonia, 15 billion euros with the Spanish government, which also benefit other autonomous communities. Ultimately, Sánchez and Puigdemont agreed on the amnesty deal, and Sánchez was re-elected as prime minister on 16 November. And Ricardo... What happens next? The government has now two months from today to pass the amnesty law in Congress. Until then, the Conservative Party will exert pressure on Sanchez by calling for a street demonstration. But it will not be alone. Other civil society actors have also announced their intention to rally against the amnesty so that the government does not carry out the measure. It's worth noting that last Sunday, Estimates claim that more than 1.5 million people gathered throughout Spain, although this has been an issue on which there has been disagreement with different figures depending on who is offering them. Anyway, it's relevant to point out that this movement and this opposition to the deal has mobilized people from across the political spectrum, not just the right. It's really a motive issue, and it goes back many years. Just give me an idea of the scale of the protests and how it's impacted people across the country. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting, this, this question you make, because we've seen a huge assistance to this uh, protest, and also in places that uh, shouldn't have this support. I'm talking about Barcelona, the capital of Catalonia, and Bilbao, one of the main cities of Basque Country. We are talking over the 100,000 people on the streets against this amnesty. 
So if we know the recent story in Spain regarding demonstrations, these are really, really large numbers. Right now, these days, it's really hard to get out in the street at the same time, this amount of people. So according to what we see on the street, is the most relevant social issue in Spain for the last years. And how has all of this had an impact on the security situation in Spain? The protests are taking place on two levels. First, at the PSOE headquarters in Madrid, which has been going on for almost two weeks. We are seeing protests every night. It's difficult to pinpoint who is responsible for them, as different groups are calling for people to attend. From what we can see, extreme right groups are involved but a range of other opposed to PSOE. There have been episodes of violence that have been dealt with by the police, and so far, dozens have been arrested and injured. The evolution of this protest is uncertain, but will ultimately depend on the progress in the approval of the previously mentioned amnesty law. On the other hand, there are daytime demonstrations, mainly at the weekend, which have had a massive attendance. On 18th November, we'll see a very large protest in Madrid, as the same as in other cities across Spain. They are likely to remain peaceful, but there is no doubt that they will continue in the coming weeks. And they're likely to continue, even though Sanchez has now been voted as prime minister? Sure, because the main reason that people is on the street is to stop this amnesty law to be passed in the Congress. Once the parliament says yes to the law, it will mean that Catalonian leaders will be able to come to Spain and also what they did in 2017 has no legal consequence. Plus, Catalonian leaders have said that they will be willing to do it again. So that's what's making people angry and it's making this transversal movement that has gathered both right and left ideology people come together. So with regards to the protests that are likely now to continue, what advice would you give to our clients who have workforce in Spain or perhaps business travellers who will be travelling to Spain as well over the next few months? I think there are two main things that people working in or travelling to Spain need to do. First is to keep an eye on local news for any development related to the political situations as there could be calls to protest by a range of actors. I would personally recommend local media for this, but also our alert as we are publishing updates on a fairly daily basis. Second of all, if you do plan to travel around Madrid, you should ensure that you avoid any protest locations in order to minimize lies, but also just in the low chance that it descends into an arrest. If you start to see the situation deteriorating, leave the area immediately. In case of any doubt, please contact any international assistance center to obtain advice from our security team. Okay, Ricardo, thank you very much for all your analysis and advice regarding the situation. Well, that's all for now, but just a reminder that you'll be able to access all the latest information and updates on Spain from our website. That's at internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres, which are available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.